Knuckleball's the best, number one. It's the GOAT of sports apps. Talk about the greatest of all time. Big Joe's the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. We know it. <laughs> I, I'm going to say right. I'm the Djokovic of this scenario. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Download the OTB Sports app now. You ain't shit. I wish I was 50 years younger you and I'd kick your ass. <laughs> My fans can be the harshest critics, you know. And they often are. A wife is often the harshest critic <laughs> of her husband. <laughs> I thought I was invincible. That's what you're, you're trained to believe as a sports person. There was four million people in Ireland who knew much more about managing <laughs> football teams than I did. When it comes to music, I can spoof it the best. Your sporting career is the best time you'll have, and, you know, you have to hang on to it for as long as your life, because everything else is pretty crappy. And this is not lies. Stephen Rochford has never spoken to Jimmy McGinnis in his life. And this is Off Ball Saturday on News Talk. John Duggan with you, 3 to 5. You can text us, 53106. Or stream in the conversation as well, so you can listen on News Talk, but also watch us on the Off the Ball digital and social channels. For Periscope and Twitter, at Off the Ball, YouTube, Facebook, and on the OTB Sports app. This is the Saturday panel. I don't know about you, I'm so excited about 2022, the sporting year. We've got a World Cup, a Winter Olympics, the All-Irelands always capture the imagination. We have some brilliant boxers. We have golfers going for major championships. Horse racing will always deliver gold. We know that's going to happen. Why don't we look ahead to the sporting year, get some predictions about 2022, get the feelings of our panel, which is the former European Tour player and current pro at the K Club, Gary Murphy, ex-Ireland international, Munster and UL Bowes rugby player, Fiona Hayes, and the former Dublin senior football boss, Peter Caffrey. Gary, Fiona and Peter, happy new year to you. Happy new year, Happy new year to you, John. Yeah, good stuff, John. Good to hear from you. And you and you folks, great to see you as well, for anybody watching. I just want to start off with a general question. If you were the mayor of sport in Ireland, if you had all power, what would you want to see differently about our sport? Peter, what would you want to see differently in this country in the way we execute our, our sport? Yeah, look, look I, I suppose the one thing that we're missing uh, and everybody's craving for is to get back watching live sport, the stadiums, uh, are the same without the spectators. Uh, we are a very passionate nation in terms of whether it's rugby, soccer, or GEA, uh, whatever it is, we, we get behind our sports stars in a big way. And I think the last two years, you know, there's a generation of people that are missing out, uh, don't understand what it is actually be, to be like to be in a packed pro park on all Ireland final day. Uh, like sport is still going on, but unfortunately without the fans. So, so you know, my wish, like in, in terms of, 2022 is that look we get back to full capacity in all our stadiums uh, we have some very exciting sports coming up this year but uh, you know let, let's hope we're seeing the, the tail end of this, this COVID at the moment and that we can get back to living normal lives where people can actually look forward to going up and down the country or, or, or hence leaving the country to go to big events and get behind our sports stars Just a case of having everything in place that we may get it as much possible as we can to facilitate that, I suppose, is the key, isn't it, Pillar? Yeah, it is. Look, we want to do it in a safe way, but, like, um, you know, it's hard to believe, even my sport at GEA, like, it's, it's kicking off at the end of the month, uh, the National Leagues, and uh, as, as it stands now, there's going to be a capacity of 5,000 people going into Crow Park uh, for, for Dublin Armagh on the Saturday night uh, at the end of January, which is, you know, in, in all intents and purposes, that, that could be a 60,000 crowd uh, attending we, we have the home nations coming up in, in, in February. We don't really know where we stand yet. Uh, so for, for people who are passionate about the sport, like there's, there's a lot up in the air at the moment. Uh, so we'll have to see how it pans out. And hopefully there, there's better days ahead because sport without the fans ain't the same. Gary Murphy, what would you want to see differently in 2022 in, in our sport? I, I think um, 
I think the Olympics last year was a big eye-opener for me with regards to facilities in Ireland. I would love to see a centre of, of excellence in every province for every sport. Um, from a golf, golf point of view, we have a lot of great golf courses, but we don't have a lot of great courses that provide facilities for the, you know, for practice. I'd see, I'd like to see a lot more three-hole academies. Um, I'm involved locally with um, Turnflick and Celtic, our local uh, soccer team. You know, we've done lots of fundraising. We got an Astro, but you know, the different makes of the community. So I, I think sport in Ireland. It's kind of well funded in many respects, but even you know, fifty meter pools, just a general improvement in the structure of facilities. I think uh, you know, maybe they don't spend money. Maybe look at the VAT, you know, the VAT on golf clubs or the VAT on sporting clubs or facilities, and do a rebate for five years, and the money has to go back into the into the facility, and and just generally like. I'm, um, an elite under 14 Dundalk against Drada you know and the kids are there you know there's hardly a dugout there's no proper I know it's different with COVID and can't use dressing rooms and that but there's no there's no reason why we can't improve facilities in sport in Ireland and make it top end like you go to Scandinavia you know the, the success they've had in golf and and they've snow all winter because of proper indoor training facilities um, and be a little more sustainable rather than having to you know to travel abroad I know you can do warm weather training and stuff but even the there's no velodrome in Ireland so how yeah. are we supposed to compete in the Olympics if there's no velodrome absolutely yeah like even things like a betting levy you know could we look at that definitely a, yeah or the lottery you know yeah, yeah building the football industry well the lottery's never won is it uh, Fiona um, what would you like to see differently in Irish sport in 2022 I suppose my, uh, I thought this was a, a way out there answer. So mine's a bit uh, off the wall, but, and I don't know where I'd get the funding for it, but I just, I'd love if, if we had in Ireland that if you were like at the top level of any single sport that you'd be able to go prepare, professional, that the money was there, that you could train full time, be it women's rugby, women's soccer, that you wouldn't have to leave uh, Ireland to actually play professional, whatever it was, if it's if it's running or whatever sport it is that we have the ability to have fully professional when people are at the top level of their sport. Yeah, well, that's a fair point. Um, which Irish sports star should we look out for in 2022? I'm going to go for Katie Taylor because I want to see this Amanda Serrano fight happen and I don't know how long we're going to see Katie Taylor our brilliant sports person in the ring for how many more years as uh, she's in her mid-30s now that's what I want to see uh, that's the person I'm looking out for uh, Peter who are you looking out for? Yeah funny when I was jotting down my list uh, doing a bit of research boxing was high up in the list and I, I, I had Katie Taylor down because this is the one fight that's really going to define uh, her, her, her career really she, she's done it all up to now uh, you know there is signs from the last fight maybe uh, she, she's waning a little. Uh, she doesn't seem to have uh, the, the punching power. Uh, she certainly has the staying power and, and like what an ambassador for the game. But uh, you know, we, we want to see her getting this fight done, uh, and we'd love to see her win it. Uh, and also in the boxing, um, Mickey Comlin, I think, would have a big year. He, he's a big fight on the 12th of March coming up. Uh, he, he, you know, he's one of our most exciting boxers to come through. 
in, in a long time. Uh, if he win, if he wins this fight in March, there's a world title fight for him later on in the year. So he's certainly someone to be excited about going forward this year as well. Fiona, which Irish sports star are you looking forward to seeing in 2022? Um, yeah, there's a, there's so many, and I was trying to stay away from the rugby and get away to different sports. So I, I think, yeah, obviously the boxing, um, the two of them or something. But I think, um, I think last year we saw like quality soccer from Katie McCabe, and I think with next year and World Cup qualifiers and how she's playing in Arsenal, I think she's going to get better and better. And I think she's definitely one to be watching next year in sport. Her, um, she seems to be playing absolutely amazing stuff at the minute. But um, you know what I mean? She's at that phase of her career where she's actually really exciting to watch and to be doing that over in the Premiership in England as well, week in week out. I think for Ireland, we're going to see a lot more out of her next year. 53106, you want to get involved in the conversation with your predictions, folks, uh, for 2022. Got some on Twitter uh, earlier on, at John Duggan Sport. Uh, John Keating was in touch. All-Ireland Championships, Kerry and Limerick, Six Nations, France, World Cup, France, Champions League, Man City. Will the women's team qualify for the World Cup in soccer? No. Any Irish golf major, Shane Larry. Our own Steve Dawn says that France will win the World Cup. Sean Frisbee says that Brian Cody will retire. We'd surprise of the year from one of our t- uh, tweeters, Claire Hurlers, to reach the All-Ireland final. And Niall Horn, I don't think he's any relation to the singer. Uh, Hurling Limerick, Football Kerry, Six Nations England, World Cup Spain, Champions League Man City, no Irish golf majors, surprise of the year, no Fed, Nadal or Djokovic tennis majors. 53106, John Duggan, when are you going to lock on a wake up to equestrian sport? Watch out for our show jumpers and eventers at their world championships. Gary Murphy, who are you looking forward to seeing in sport from an Irish perspective this year? Uh, similar to the others, looking forward to Michael Conlon, see how far he can go. He had an amazing amateur career. He slowly moved his way up to pro ranks. Uh, John Murphy, from a golf point of view, John Murphy, who's from Kinsale in County Cork, if he can feed off the energy of the sailors and uh, continue to improve. So he he just turned professional last year. He played on the Walker Cup team, which is Great Britain and Ireland against America, with, along with Mark Power. And then he turned pro in, in the summer, which is not easy because people are halfway through their season. And he did enough to retain his status on the the challenge sure and he now has kind of full rights to go next year a full schedule in front of him and see if he can continue to improve he seems to be a very powerful exciting player and we're we're very short on numbers john outside of you know a couple of stars with guys on tour so hopefully john can make the step up uh, next season or this season only. Let's get into soccer, folks. Uh, this should be quick. Premier League winners, Manchester City, 11 wins in a row, 10 points clear. Has anybody got a dissenting voice pillar for Man City for the Premier League? No, unfortunately, I, I'm a United suffering fan at the moment. Uh, and I just see City disappearing into the, into the, the sunset. Uh, even Liverpool, I think, are going to struggle. Uh, missing some of their talismen for this month. Uh, no, City, City by, by, by 8 or 10 points for me. Fiona, I think you played for Douglas Hall at one stage. Uh, are you a Man-, Man City for the Premier League? Is that an easy answer? It's it's hurt in my heart to say Man City. I'm a Liverpool fan. I, I try and head over to Anfield every year. But I, I, I think so. I agree I'm there with Pillar. With the lads gone for the, the African champion, for the championship over in Africa or whatever, it's, uh, it's, it's looking like we don't know where we're going to get the goals from. And that Chelsea performance as well was good, but still only came away with the draw. So I don't think anyone's going to get City at the minute. They're looking, they're looking on fire. Man City, Gary, is it for the Premier League? Yeah, I'd have to agree. Uh, unless, you know, they need to have a blip very, very rapidly to create a little bit of um, doubt, but they look, they just look too strong. 
This is more interesting. This is more interesting, Gary. The Champions League winners. I think Man City are finally going to do it. If Pep can get out of his own way, crazy stuff from the final last year, not playing a defensive midfielder. But look, if they can just bring their Premier League form and their formation, they've like so many attacking players. Uh, their defense is solid. Uh, like I, I just, I think this is their time. Gary, do you agree? <clears throat> No, I'm going with my own team, John. I'm going with Liverpool. Uh, I I think the way Liverpool play, competition suits them better. The only thing is Real Madrid are very looking very confident in, in La Liga at the moment. And can they translate that into into the Champions League? I'm not quite sure, but I, I, it's hard to look outside the English clubs for the Champions League, and I'm hoping that the team I support won it. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. I think the hierarchy of the Premier League is crucial here. I don't know if Chelsea have it to retain it. I don't know with Lukaku, the unsettled, obviously, the cutting mm. edge seems not to be there. Liverpool have that Anfield factor, don't they, as a cup team, yeah. and they're their best 11 players. Fiona, do you have confidence that your own team can do with Liverpool? Yeah, I certainly do. It's exactly that. It's those competition games that uh, that I think will uh, win for us. And I'm not like I'm not sure either how it's going to go. You know, could go to a stage where maybe games have been cancelled that you might be looking at maybe only having one leg. And I think that would completely suit Liverpool as well. You know, especially in Anfield playing at home. So I think they're going to win it. I have to say them if they're not going to win the the Premiership, I have to be optimistic in the Champions League. Uh, Pillar Caffrey, Bayern Munich have got Nagelsmann. Is he tested enough? We know the quality they have in the team. PSG, the Harlem Globetrotters, are they unbalanced? Real Madrid, Gary has mentioned there. Ajax, have Ajax got the quality to go the whole way? Who do you like for the Champions League? Yeah, you know, I like the opportunism of the two panellists with the Liverpool shout. They're obviously going to be in with a big call. I don't think Man City will do it. I just think it's not for Pep with them. Uh, I've got a sneaking suspicion that'll be Bayern Munich. Uh, I just think they're quietly doing their stuff in their own league. Um, you know, you, you know they're a cup team, um, and I just think there's so much pressure going to come on City to finally try and get over the line that I, I, I think they'll they'll find a way of stumbling in the cup again. Um, and, and look, Liverpool are a great show, but uh, uh, I, 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 I'd be throwing me tenor on Bayern. <laughs> Very good, uh, Pillar Caffrey. The World Cup, Pillar. Like, this is very difficult to call. I know it's, what, no- yeah. November and December in Qatar. The heat could be a factor. Like, players will be playing their seasons and they're going straight off to World Cup. How many of them will be injured? Uh, then squads are important. I think managers are important. I think quality of managers is really important. Roberto Mancini was a league winner in Italy and England. Won it with uh, Italy. Tichi uh, has brought Corinthians to the top of the club game. He's now in charge of Brazil. Uh, and that's the doubt I have about Gareth Southgate and that I feel he's too conservative um, and he didn't get the best out of his players in my view in the Euros and that's the issue I've had with Belgium I don't think their manager has been good enough who do you like for the World Cup Pillar? Yeah look again with her it's World Cup year but yeah it's going to be hard to get excited for it probably until it comes around um, with the time zone and everything like that and yeah looking at you know players haven't put in huge seasons uh, with their clubs um, you know, I, I would still say, look, it's Francis to lose. Um, if you look at the two United players, they're, they're, they're hardly playing, so they'll be well rested. Uh, Pogba and Varane. Um, uh, I, I just think they'll have the X factor when it comes to it, um, and I think they're, they're tried and trusted uh, at this stage. And, and you know, we, we, again, we don't know what the South American teams will bring. Uh, it'll be that unknown factor, but. 
from the European I'd agree with you I, I think uh, Garrett is way, way too conservative with, with that English squad uh, to actually go out and win uh, quarterfinal semi-final and final uh, you know Belgium excites you but look maybe Lukaku has thrown a spanner in, in, in his career short term uh, you know I, I think he'd struggle to recover from, from, from this uh, episode uh, and that probably affected his his forum with, with the country as well so, so no look my money would be going on France so with, Jeremy, Mbappe to, with Mbappe to light up the show a golden boot for Mbappe then Pillar yeah yeah Okay, we'll replay it in a year's time. Uh, Germany, they've got an elite manager, Hansi Flick, now. Um, despite their European shock to Switzerland, uh, France have been very impressive. As Pillar said, they were great in that Nations League final uh, win over Spain. I thought Spain, the coming team, obviously, with Luis Enrique. Do they have a striker to win it? Will Italy qualify? What about Portugal? They've got to navigate them either way to get into the tournament itself. Um, Gary Murphy, what do you think? Uh, I, I'm going for England, John. Can you believe yeah, I can believe it. I think uh, they're so good in qualifying. I think Gareth Southgate made a huge mistake at the European Championships. And, you know, everyone makes mistakes. It's, you know, does he learn from them? What I was think. the mistake? He's just too defensive. He did so many options to go to go at, at teams, and he didn't do that. Um, and they have, for the first time in a long, long time, they have probably 16 or 17 players to pick from. You know, they've got great um, depth, even like Trippier going to Newcastle and he's trying to get back in the English squad. Um, you know, and he's only fourth choice right full. So that I think Harry Maguire is a problem. Um, but what I just think they have a lot of firepower. And listen, it's going to happen. It's, you know, the cycles to everything. And we might have to hide for a few years afterwards, but... Um, you might have to hide, Gary. No, <laughs> Well, it's a, it's a weird thing. Like we support English teams, so yeah. I'm, um, just, I'm just being a tongue in cheek there. But no, I'd rather let, see them lose on penalties in the final. But I just think it it, it could be their time. They have so much fire, firepower, and if they do go on to win it, you have to look at you know Harry Kane being their talisman and him getting a golden boot. Yeah, and Declan Rice, I think, is crucial as well, isn't he? We'd love to have Huge, him. Yeah. We don't have him. But the midfield is so important in international football, as you saw with Modric and Croatia's run to the final the last time. England didn't have that midfield, which they do now. And then yeah. you have France with Pogba and, it's, and Conte. And, and it, it has to be said, like how Roy Keane and Martin O'Neill did not give Jack Grealish and Declan Rice a cap. It's just, yeah. I'll take that to my grave, to be honest. Uh, Fiona, World Cup. Yeah, um, I think what you said about the heat in Qatar, I think that might have a, a factor in it. You'd always be thinking at, at the minute, you know, the, the European teams are probably strong. I think there's what? Is there only 13 qualified so far out of 32? So, you know, I, I, I know Brazil and Argentina are both uh, qualified. So I'm going to go against the grain and maybe say a Brazil could come up with something. They have um, they they are a bit hit and miss at the minute. I know in games, but uh, they're fully qualified. And look, they have the firepower up front. They have the the Fazaz playing, and I suppose they also have um, they're playing in that heat, so they're used to that heat. So I, I would say I'm gonna throw my uh, tenor, as Pillar said, on Brazil. I think far out one. Oh, I don't think it's far out. I think that um, they have 
so many talented players but Tichi will he give the likes of Vinicius Junior and Fabinho a chance I think he probably needs to give them more of a chance but 20 years without a Brazil winning a World Cup is yeah. it's too long really isn't it I think Fiona uh, yeah. 53106 folks you want to get in touch or previewing the sporting year getting predictions from Gary Murphy the uh, pro with the K Club and a former European Tour player Fiona Hayes the ex-Ireland international Munster and UL Bowes rugby player and Pillar Caffrey the ex-Dublin senior football boss will the women's Republic of Ireland team Fiona qualify for that World Cup do you think? Yeah, I know a lot of people are saying no, that they'll they'll fail at the qualifier stage. I think there's a, a great possibility there. I think Vera Powell is doing great stuff with them. And every game we watch them, I think they're getting um they're improving each time. We see defensively they've really good, solid players. Louise Quinn's been very, very good. I've talked about Katie McCabe earlier. I suppose up front at times is where we're lacking, but we're starting to see those goals and that eleven nil win as well is exactly what they needed. So I'm gonna say a definite yes. And we have Pillar, Finland and Slovakia to negotiate. They're the two crucial games. Then a playoff, which is quite convoluted, a three-team playoff, if we can get through to that. My issue with them is consistency. And in the last campaign against Ukraine, they slipped up. Against Slovakia at home, they drew. I'm seeing more positive signs. I think they're the best they've ever been. But it's just the consistency that has me a little bit worried about them, Pillar. Do you think they're going to make it? Yeah, look, we'd all love to see them making it. Uh, Look, Sweden are obviously going to qualify as winners out of that group. Um, so we're fighting for second place. Two away games come, uh, you know, Sweden and Slovakia. And the Slovakia game is obviously going to be huge. And then Finland at home. So, you know, we're playing for the playoff place. And even hopefully we do qualify for playoff place, get them two, two, two victories there. Um, playoff is seeded, uh, as far as I know, which will go against us. So, you know, we're probably looking at a very tough draw in the playoff. But I, I, I think, look, that's what we're hoping for. Uh, they've obviously brought um, great passion and there's huge interest in, in ladies soccer now over the last couple of years. And, and, and I agree, look, they're an up-and-coming team. Uh, but we're probably looking for them to punch above their weight uh, in, in these fixtures uh, and get the, the two wins that would be necessary to get us in for the playoff. Um, so here's hoping. But look, it, it's going to be a tough journey. Uh, I, I feel they're really up against it to qual- actually qualify Imagine the team in Australia and New Zealand at a World Cup imagine getting up early and watching those games in 2023 imagine going out there and supporting them Gary Murphy can we do it? I, I think obviously the route's probably going to be through the playoffs so the fact is how do they get to the playoffs is going to be very important if they can have a little bit of momentum but I, I just like to see them make it because it's a huge challenge for for soccer in Ireland, for, for women and for young girls. Like my daughter played underage at, until 12 and then they couldn't fill a team. Um, you know, and if, and if girls that age can see an Irish women's team playing in the World Cup, that's what gets kids into sport. So from that point of view, I think it's massively important. And also for for the team, you know, the effort they're putting into it, it's, it's not that long ago they were begging for jerseys and tracksuits. So thankfully those days are behind us. Um, but it's a big ask. But I think it depends how they get in the, into the playoffs. If they have a little bit of momentum, they can carry that forward. And and with any of these playoffs, even you know the men's team, we got Holland one year. So you need a little bit of luck in the draw as well. Absolutely. Gary Murphy, Fiona Hayes and Pillar Caffrey on our Saturday panel previewing the sporting year. And we're going to have the specialist 
topics uh, between ha- two and half two. Fiona on rugby, Pillar on Gaelic Games, Gary on golf. Looking forward to their opinions on that. Uh, 53106, our text number if you want to get in touch. You can also tweet us at Off the Ball. One texter, a massive problem in Ireland is every club and sport is separate with separate facilities, all looking for money in yeah. every area. You can have a rugby, rugby club, a football club, a Gaelic club, all looking for money for their own separate all-weather pitches, clubhouses, bars, etc. That doesn't include hockey or tennis clubs doing the same. Looking at other countries, they would share grounds and facilities and would represent the community as a group. A very good texture there on 53106. FA Cup scores. Mansfield 1, Middlesbrough 2 is the latest. Aaron Connolly not involved for Middlesbrough today. Bristol City 0, Fulham 0. It is Burnley 1, Huddersfield 0. It is Coventry 1, Derby County 0. It is Hartlepool 2, Blackpool 1. And it is Millwall 1, Crystal Palace 1. Get your predictions in on the sporting year to 53106. Who's going to win the All-Irelands, men's and women's, Six Nations, World Cup? Who's going to be the surprise of the year? Are we going to have a golf major winner? Leona Maguire, Shane Lowry, Rory McIlroy in 2022. So excited about the sporting year. And we're back after the news with Off the Ball Saturday. The Saturday panel on Off the Ball. And this is Off the Ball Saturday on News Talk. John Duggan with you through until five. You can text us 53106. You can tweet us at Off the Ball. Part two of the Saturday panel now. Previewing the sporting year, getting some predictions as well. Always a bit of fun with the former European Tour player and current pro with the K Club, Gary Murphy, the ex Ireland international Munster and UL Bowes rugby player, Fiona Hayes, and the former Dublin senior football boss, Peter Caffrey. You can listen on News Talk. Also, watch us on the digital and social channels for Periscope on Twitter, at Off the Ball, YouTube, Facebook, and on the OTV Sports app. 53106 for your texts. And here are a few of them. Hi, John. I think for 2022, we could have an Irish golf major winner in Leona Maguire, says Shane in Cork. Want to watch out for John, a young Irish driver of the year, 16-year-old Offaly resident, Alex Dunn, an Asian Formula 1, Formula 4 rather, starting next weekend as a precursor to tackling the Italian Formula 4 championship. The best young F1 prospect to come out of Ireland for decades, but mostly ignored by the Irish sports media. Another texture, hot take, Spain for the World Cup lads, feel like Pedri's going to shine. While they showed some promising stuff at the Euros, says Robin and Taryn Ewer. And sorry, John, but Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano, this is what I was looking forward to most, is a ham-fisted suggestion, says Carl and Cork. Well, unbeaten as a pro, how long are we going to see Katie Taylor in the ring? So I'm happy to say that was one of the things I'm looking forward to in 2022. The subject matter of choice, it's like your special subject, uh, like Mastermind, Fiona Hayes, rugby. Six Nations, I suppose, for the women, when you have professional English and French teams, it's uh, hard to see Ireland winning the, the Six Nations. Just to get a bit of stability in Irish women's rugby, I think it would be helpful right now. Is it going to be England? I think so. They're uh, they're really, really strong, John. I, I actually was over um, uh, about a month back over watching uh, South Africa were training over in England and they were kind of doing a bit of, the women's team were doing a bit of set piece. They went to a couple of the training sessions and they just look so good. They look so sharp, England. And they had left out a few of the big names even that day. And they're, they're, they just, they seem to be clicking the premiership, watching it. it. It's going really well. A lot of players are standing up. So I, I don't think the French will take them. I think it's going to be an English win in the Women's Six Nation. A grand slam, I, I think. What are you hoping for from an Irish perspective? Yeah, I think Greg has come in now. I'm excited at seeing um, what what he's going to bring. I know he's been in contact with all of us AIL coaches. He's looking at um, getting the women's league kind of to a higher standard. He's he's looking at getting out, watching the games, trying to find those little gems of players across the country. And I would say he's trying to, at the minute, get it together to embed those newer players coming in. A lot of older players have retired. So I think if we if we get a couple of wins, it'll be really, really good. Um, if we can take 
take the home wins. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll be away to, to France and England. If we can get a couple of home wins, it'll be really, really good start and he can kick on from there. So it's an exciting time for women's rugby. Um, they're very disappointed, obviously, with the, with the lack of qualification for the World Cup, as of everyone else's. But you have to put that to bed now and it's about the future now. And, and I am excited at what's going to happen going forward, hopefully. And the, the government getting involved strategically and macro and long term, are, are we going to see a better picture for the sport? Yeah, well, that's that's the hope. It's I suppose the players didn't feel like they're being listened to. The RFU have come out now and said, look, we, we'll meet. Um, obviously, they were under pressure, so they've come out and said, look, we'll meet up with the players. I think there's a voice there. The reviews are now going to be um, published, which is what people want to see. Um, they want to see where it went wrong and they want to fix it. So I, I think it's only forward we can go. I don't I don't imagine it can get any any worse um, than it was at times. And, I, and, I, and as I said, I'm excited to see where it's going now because it's been stayed. It's been thrown out there and now we've got to move on, but we've also got to make changes. France, I think, are going to win the men's competition, Fiona, 12 years. They have to win the Six Nations. 12 years without France win the Six Nations. I know the World Cup is next year, but Anton Dupont, Romain Entomac, they beat New Zealand. They had two clubs in the Champions Cup final. Am I wrong? No, I think you're right in that. I I hate saying it. I think you're right. The only little uh, spanner in the works might be if those home games, if like, I know it's uh, it's it's not, nothing is confirmed, but if everyone, if there was a, I know there was a plan maybe that everyone might go over to England and play at full capacity. I know that has been discussed. If that was in place, there might, you might be looking at, uh, we all know how the French travel at times. And if they were over for the, for all the games, it mightn't be, um it mightn't be the, the lovely uh, rugby that we see with when they play at home but even watching the the top 14 at the minute I, I watched Munster last week and then I think I watched the La Rochelle game there's just points being scored it's exciting rugby it's physical but it's mixing with that attack and style of rugby and the French seem to be confident they're, they're coached well team they're a young enough squad but enough experience as well we've DuPont into Mac so you can't look past the skill set and you know as we saw into Mac trying that uh, running out from his own goal line I mean that's that's just something else it's so French but just absolutely beautiful to watch at times so I think they are going to be exciting in the six stations and probably the one to I'm, I'm not sure about a Grand Slam but I think they will take it Will Ireland be second? Uh, yeah that's I. Uh, that's my prediction. I think Ireland will be second. I know we have the two tough games of England and France away, but I, I think we will win one of those games and I think we'll win all our home games. To me, Joey Carberry is the most important player because by the time we get to the World Cup in just over 18 months, whether Johnny Sexton's there and ready to go or if he's not, for whatever reason, Joey's needs to be right. And we're seeing signs that it could be going that way. For me, he's the most important player, the one to watch out for this year. Do you have a different player in mind? No, I, I I totally understand what you're saying. I suppose what we're looking at, John, is will he get back in time? Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of talk, I suppose, about Jack Carty at the minute. He that he's going to have to be. He's the player in form. He's playing week in, week out. We haven't seen much of uh, of the two burn boys. Joey's injured. We're not sure. Yeah, there's talk that he'll come back just before the Six Nations starts. Whether he's ready to play, that's another thing. If Jack Carty steps up and has an, and and has an absolute stormer behind Johnny, you know you just don't know what way it's going to go but yes 100% it's the 10 that we are looking for and that's what we want to that's player to watch and I think also you have to for me I think our back row the competition there at the minute in Ireland is it like it's absolutely superb and every week there's players playing out of their skin so that's going to be a tough one to call that starting back row another player for me to watch is Van der Fleer 
talked about his ball carrying he needed to go away and maybe improve that and he's ball in contact and he's just he's done that and I think he's having an absolute stormer of a season Gavin Coombs you know Peter Omani still putting in man of the match performances at times so it's really exciting in that uh, in that pack you know especially that back row for Irish rugby we've so many options Nick Timoney up in Ulster is doing is doing the business as well so so it's it's where he's going to go Andy Farrell in, in those three positions is a big thing for me I'm excited to see what we what will be our best uh, back row and show Is Bevan Parsons the player to watch from a women's perspective 20 years of age all ahead of her yeah, absolutely. She's she's been everyone's been watching her already. She's been that good. Twenty years of age, she can burst onto the scene. She hadn't played senior rugby. She she'd gone from eighteen um, with Connacht, then she she was brought up. She was given a dispensation to play, even though she was still doing her leaving cert. And she's just absolutely exploded onto the scene after that. Um, when the whole place, the whole stadium, whether you're at home watching it on TV, you, you just get so excited when you're you're watching her with ball in hand. Her footwork her power her strength just her her step is is brilliant but she's also 20 years of age and has a vision she sees she sees where she needs to go she sees where the ball needs to go she's running those lines so definitely another one for me john as well is uh Maeve O'Goleary. she's uh she's a young flanker i think with kira griffin's retirement and claire malloy she's someone who's just kind of come onto the scene with monster had a superb season we saw her up in the uh, up in the irish panel she got um on in the last Last couple of games got a couple of caps in 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 November, so I think she's definitely one to watch. She's an out and out seven, and she creates chaos at every breakdown, but is also a really really good ball carrier with ball in hand. Vander Fleer esque. I think she's going to be another one to watch out for this season. Very good uh, rugby for twenty twenty two. Gary Murphy, do you agree with Fiona and myself that it'll be France for the men's and uh, England for the women's? I'm not sure really I think the draw might go against us um, with England and France away but uh, I'm kind of hoping they've turned the corner a little bit it was a huge win against New Zealand you know and I know it's not a a World Cup or whatnot, but um, no I think Ireland look really good Um, it's just it's possibly the draw and I guess that's why you you might go for the French but um, no, I'm, I'd be quite buoyant that Ireland might, might give it a crack. And England for the women's? Oh, yeah, they're miles ahead, really, aren't they? Yeah, it's a yeah. different, diff, different level, unfortunately. And that's like, we need, obviously, grassroots to improve yeah, and, and, hugely to, for us to get competitive at that level. Yeah, and even as Fiona said, if, if we had a magic wand to make everybody professional here in the country, it would be great, but uh, unfortunately, resources don't allow that at the moment. Pillar, uh, the Six Nations men's tournament is going to? Yeah, I, I, I think Ireland have a great chance. Uh, I know it could be against the head in terms of, the, 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 uh, as Gary said, the, the two away games are very tough, but uh, I don't think France are the finished article just yet. Uh, England and France, they, they'll take points off each other, so it, it could be a matter of uh, Ireland win one of those away games, win their home games, and they're going to be right in with a shout. Uh, looking forward to it, it should be very exciting. Golf. The ladies in England just look miles ahead of everyone else, yeah. uh, unfortunately. Golf, Gary Murphy, your uh, chosen subject. Um, there's no starter for 10, but uh, Rory, Shane, Leona, are we going to have a major this year? I would say definitely. I'd love to tell you which one, but I think um, I'm, I have blind faith in Rory McIlroy winning more majors, John, so I'm definitely going to go for him to win one this year 
I think Shane's best chance might come at St Andrews. Um, and Leona is higher ranked in the world than Shane is. So she's 43rd and Shane's 44th. It tells you the, the step she's, she's uh, taken. It's a big year for Leona because, you know, it's trying to follow up that huge year, which at times I think her start's going to be crucial to see how the rest of her season develops. But she obviously shot 10 under around the Evan Masters and um, final round. Very familiar there. That would probably be her best chance. And then, as we heard yesterday, with the increase in prize money for the for the US Open, you know, they're playing for $10 million now, which is probably the prize fund of the LET. So it's it's great news for for golf, for women's golf on that side of the pond. But it just the kind of sad thing is that it almost broadens the gap between opportunity here in Europe and trying to get over there. So what Leona's doing, and, and Stephanie Meadow, who had an incredible performance the last tournament to keep her status on the LPGA Tour, what they're doing over there against the best players on the planet is phenomenal. Um, it might be easier if she sneaks up on one, John, rather than, uh, you know, which she nearly did the Evian, but... Yeah, I'd be very hopeful. It's just to try to get that glass ceiling broken and get a first Irish win on the LPGA Tour to start off with. I think it's maybe a little unfair yeah. throwing her into the majors at the moment. But certainly she's... Dermot Byrne has made an enormous difference to her as well. Um, Arcadia. Yeah. yeah, he started cutting for May, I think, last year. Um, and that's made a huge difference to Dermot's massive experience and, and hopefully we can have some more exciting Sunday nights watching Leona Is mental strength her biggest asset Gary in that she wins four and a half points out of five as a rookie at the Salaham Cup and dusts Nettie Corda the world number one and she's risen 177 to 43rd as he said is that is that going to be her biggest weapon to maybe get over the line and win start winning tournaments over there The reality is John she's a superstar uh, you know, she was the best amateur golfer on the planet for four and a half years. So had we had the same thing, you know, Rory wasn't at that level. I know he turned pro a lot younger, but had we had the same thing with the male, you know, the hype would have been off the charts. So she's kind of, she's where she belongs. Um, and, and to be at that level and to go to Duke University and to graduate with pretty much, a, you know, 100% an A, a 4.0 degree, and continue to be the amateur she was and then turn pro. So mental strength is undoubtedly her, you know, and we can't get away from the fact that, you know, females in sport have to work a lot harder to get to where they want to go than than the guys do because they, their male counterparts just get a lot more opportunity, they get a lot more funding. Um, and that helps them, I think, when they get up there because they'll appreciate it and they'll want it even more. And and she's an all-around game. She's probably a little bit short um, to get to the absolute highest end of the game, but she's improving year on year, and that's all you can ask for. It's just a case with Rory that it's eight years is just too long. The Ryder Cup, obviously, there's the emotion there. He came back and then he won the CJ Cup. He won his 20th PGA Tour event after that, was close in Dubai, has gone back with Michael Bannon. Is it just natural talent and his ability... Like it's just going to happen from this year. Maybe it's St Andrews if it's benign. Would would look to suit him right down to the ground. Yeah. The the Masters obviously is the one that he hasn't won that he needs to win. Well, it, it depends on probably with Rory every year. Like the hardest one for him to win is the first one because there's so much on it. 
because he's trying to win the Grand Slam and only five human beings have done it in in the history of the sport. So it is, there's no doubt, it's, it's added pressure. I'm hoping he does it just to get it over with um, and that could open the floodgates for him. That's the big thing. We can never discount what momentum does in sport. Um, but I'm, I, th- I think his putting has improved his his long his long game will always be there thereabouts um the big thing going back to michael bannon is that it'll simplify things for him and he can just go play he i'm going to be out in the middle east the next couple of weeks i saw him in dubai he looks he looks incredible in practice and from he was very unlucky in the final round he didn't do a whole lot wrong but morikawa is, is a very good closer um no i i, I think rory Rory is, a, is going to have a big season this year and I just hope when he can get another major and and that will take a lot of pressure off. Free him up. I think freedom is yeah, the yeah. key, isn't it? For him to be free. Um, some of one of yeah. our texters has texted in about Seamus Power. What about Seamus Power this year? A man in form. Yeah, Seamus is on... He's unlucky. He's probably... He's not getting enough credit for what he's doing. You know, he's the only Irish guy playing this week in Hawaii. Uh, Shane didn't qualify. Rory decided not to play. So it's, it's winners only this week. So it's the, the top end of the PGA Tour. Um, he won last year in Kentucky in a in a <laughs> enthralling playoff, and and he's just improving year on year as well. You know, when he played the Olympics in 2016, most people outside of the golfing world had never heard of him, and he's got a chance if he can finish tied third this week, he's going to be into the Masters. So. Seamus is doing amazing stuff. Patrick Cantlay is my man for 2022, Gary. I don't know if you agree or not now, but he's my he's my sporting prediction of the year to win a major. Probably similar to Leona, even more so. It's trying to back up a huge season. It's it's going to be difficult for him to improve on what he did last year. Where his major improvement needs to come from is in, in the majors because he didn't compete in those at all. Yeah. Okay. And it, if you if you remember back, he had a big chance at Augusta when Tiger won. And, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and left it behind him. But he's, you know, that that playoff win against the Shambo was sensational, and he's a quality player, no denying. Uh, FA Cup scores: Bristol City nil, Fulham nil. Approaching full time: Burnley one, Huddersfield one. It is Coventry one, Derby nil. It is Hartlepool two, Blackpool one, Millwall one, Crystal Palace two. And a full time: Middlesbrough one, three two, away to Mansfield. In the O'Byrne Cup, latest scores: Kildare fourteen points, Westmeath six, Wexford three two, Leeds two points. It is Longford three points, Lads five, and Offaly two points, Dublin three points. In the McGrath Cup, it is Clare two points, Cork one point. Pillar Caffrey in the golf. Who do you like this year for the majors? Yeah, look, uh, the finish that Colin Maracaro had to the season, uh, I, I, I think he, he, he's, he's going to clean up uh, 2022. Uh, Shane Lowry will be a huge fan. Uh, probably, you know, the, the, the British, uh, the Open, is it, it, going to be his best chance. And look, every time Rory tees it up at the start uh, of any of the majors, he, he's in with a great shout. Uh, it, it really is just a matter of being put four rounds together and particularly get a good start in, in, in some of them this year. Uh, the big story like last year was Leona uh, McGuire the Pride of Cavan. Uh, like what, what a story that is. Uh, and uh, As Gary alluded to, like she's been so good as an amateur for so long, but to step up there with, with, with the big guns and do what she did in the Stalheim Cup, uh, just phenomenal. And like there's still a lot of improvement in her. So, so it, it, it'd be wonderful to see her 
get our name up in, in, in the lights in one, of the, in one of the majors. Fiona, are we going to have an Irish major winner in 2022? I think we will. Yeah, exactly. I think Leon, and I'll be honest with you, I'm probably the only retired rugby player alive to to not take up uh, golf. I went in the opposite direction. I tried a bit of MMA, so so my golf <laughs> knowledge, my golf knowledge isn't through the roof. But I I, I did what I would watch the Ryder Cup and the Sloan Cup, and I just thought uh, Leona Maguire definitely she's she that exact that mentality game she had, and that was absolutely brilliant to watch. She seems to be getting better and better. She's quite young, um, and uh, and I suppose you're talking about. Rory Macri, I, I'm a big fan of Shane Lowry. I've met him, a really, really nice guy. But I, I do think uh, McElroy seems to be playing a bit better golf at the minute as well. So I, I would hope that he he can kick on and win something. I think Rory will win a major this year. I hope he does. I really hope he does, as, as Gary was saying there. Uh, 53106 uh, text messages in here about the All-Ireland Championship in football. Uh, with Andy Moore at Leitrim, we have it in the bag, says one of our texters. Uh, looking forward to the return of the round robin and the hurling, uh, hopefully in front of full houses, says Connor in Limerick. Uh, John is a Limerick man. I hope our hurlers continue to dominate. However, it's going to be a lot harder with the round robin back. Two-way games in Cork and Clare. I'd even be happy coming out of Munster as a third team. Leinster going to be great with Galway, Wexford and the Cats. Possibly hard for the Dubs to make it out, says Kevin in Limerick. And looking forward to Kerry winning the All-Ireland football under Jack O'Connor. They beat Limerick handily with a strong team during the week. They've got Stefan, Ockenbore and other good young talent coming in, says Maria from Killarney. Pillar Caffrey, your chosen subject is Gaelic football. Are the Dubs going to return to that winner's enclosure? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be difficult for them. Um, I, I know, look, Desi is going to be hugely determined uh, but you can see from the team that he, he put out the days of Bourne Cup, there's only one, I would say, definite championship starter in, in that lineup today. That's Kieran Kilkenny. Uh, he, he's going with an awful lot of new blood, uh, which he has to he has to try and discover uh, a greater depth uh, to, to this panel. And um, you know, I, I, if you're giving me my tenor now, I'd be saying Kerry. Uh, the you traitor, Pillar. You're a traitor. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, you have to go where, where the head is. The, the heart will always save the dubs. But uh, I just think that there is going to be a period of uh, transition now with the dubs. Uh, you know, can James McCarthy and Fenton and uh, Johnny Cooper and some of these stalwarts keep the hunger and the, and the passion going for, for, for another tilt? That is, I, I know they would absolutely love to, to, to land a ninth one for, for, for James McCarthy or whatever. But I just think there's too, too many. Tyrone opened the, the, the doorway last year to see that, look, hang on, somebody can come from behind. Uh, they, they probably came a, a year ahead of themselves uh, and snuck in the door and got their All-Ireland and they deservedly so. But you, you would have to think that with Jack O'Connor and with a new management team coming into that Kerry group, uh, you know, Paddy Talley is travelling a long way down to have an input. Uh, I'm sure defensively into their setup. Uh, did Michael Quirk uh, on board now, who was involved with Leash? Uh, he'll obviously have something to add. And I just think Jack O'Connor would, would bring a sort of a no nonsense approach to it, having been there and done that before. He, he, he's the type of guy that goes around with half a chip on the shoulder uh, most of the time, anyway. So that will suit this Kerry team where a lot is expected of them and they haven't re- delivered yet. But uh, I think he, much, he might be just actual the final piece of the jigsaw to, to get a very talented group of players uh, back up at the top table. Uh, but look, we, we, we hope and, uh, and be watching Dublin, you know, during the National League to see, it'll be a tough National League for them with only three home games and four away games. So I think Desi will be in rebuilding mode uh, for the National League and 
uh, you know, to try and find some gems that, that will add something to, to, to the championship when it rolls around. Uh, and it'll be a short year this year with the All Ireland final in July. So, so it, it'll be all to play for. And uh, but I think, you know, my, my pecking order would be uh, Kerry one, Tyrone two, uh, and, and Dublin three. Uh, I still expect to see Dublin get to a semi final uh, and see what happens then, John. And David Clifford, the best footballer in the country. I think that does have an impact in probably your prediction as well. Yeah, look, you know, with a bit, a bit of support around him and his brother Paddy getting a second year and like Sean O'Shea is, is some footballer also, you know. And I think, look, with David Morton having got a serious injury, um, you know, if they can improve the midfield and get a bit tighter in defence, um, I think they've enough lessons taken on board in big games over the last couple of years that... Uh, you know, I'd be more than surprised if they're not the All-Ireland champions come July this year. I agree with you, Pillar. Uh, I think Jack O'Connor, look at it once. He's won three All-Irelands as a matter. Two of those came in his first season in 04 and yeah. then at the beginning of the second spell in, in 09. Uh, in 2018, Dublin beat Tyrone in the final. Tyrone obviously improved under Brian Dewar and Fergal Logan. Maybe just new management of freshness there. But there's still nine starters between both finals from a Tyrone perspective. I don't feel that Dublin and Kerry fired last year. I think Mayo were so poor in last year's final. Tyrone deserve a champions. But Donegal and Monaghan weren't far away from them in Ulster. And Donegal and Monaghan and Armagh might have a say in the All-Ireland this year. I think Monaghan have got a int- very interesting backroom team. But I would agree with you about Kerry. Gary Murphy, the football champions are going to be? Kerry, I'd go for Kerry. I think um, they'll be very bitter after losing the semi-final last year to Throne and you know, the Clifford brothers, uh, Sean O'Shea, they're just a little bit older and wiser and maybe Jack O'Connor might be the difference. Um, I, I, I just think it's hard for Dublin. It's a bit, you know, it's hard for Desi Farrell. It's a bit... I compare it to someone, you know, going into Manchester United after Alex Ferguson. That's that's so much success for so long. Nothing lasts forever. So it'll be a big ask for the older Dublin players to get motivated to go again. And hopefully they do because, um, you know, you you want Dublin competing um, to make, I guess, you know, a a Dublin Kerry is, is always special. I'm... That's about as much as I have to say in Gaelic football because I've come from Kilkenny, so we don't know much about it down there. <laughs> we'll wait for the hurling uh, question. Fiona, who's going to win the football? Yeah, I actually had Kerry. I was thinking Kerry as well. I, I know they walloped Limerick there um, a couple of days ago, and you know Limerick didn't even like they didn't even score many points. I think it was three or four points, or it was is quite low. So defensively, they're very good. I think exactly after the semi final, they would have been really disappointed with that. They seem to they seem to be playing uh, good football, and obviously that semi final loss would have hit them hard. So I think they'll be the the team to beat. I think uh, next in the All Ireland this year. Limerick and the Hurling I'm going for them 3.18 in the first half of an All-Ireland final 12 All-Stars I think they're in the middle of their peak the only team that can beat Limerick is Limerick if they lack the hunger or if anything yeah. goes wrong like Henry Shefflin a great storyline in Galway Kilkenny are always there thereabouts Tipperary though have a new boss Cork have yet to prove it in the final despite their underage success Fiona have you any worries about Limerick? No, no worries at all. I'm going with my head, my heart as well. So I can, I can use them both for once. Normally when I'm talking about Munster, it's my heart doing all the talking. Um, but you know, no, I think Limerick, I think they have a good few years left in them. 
quite a young team. We've seen like, you know, like Sakoyle Hayes, just uh, outstanding. Keen Lynch, they're, they're, they're just focused. And we saw it in the All-Ireland final. They just pull straight away from Cork. So I think they definitely have another couple of years in them and they're the team to beat. Is there hope in Kilkenny, Gary Murphy? There always is with Brian Cody, I suppose. I, I don't know, John. I, I would like to have seen Brian Cody step aside. Um, I'm not using Man United again, but... You know, he's been there so long. If you look back to me, it was Sean Boyle and, you know, and Henry's gone to Galway. So, you know, that was a good opportunity. I think Shefflin had a great success with Ballyhale. Um, it was a natural progression, either him or Eddie Brennan. I would like to have seen things freshened up a little bit. Um, and it's now gone on so long. It's, it's starting to create splits in the county of, we've unbelievable respect for him and what he's achieved. But I would like to have seen things freshened up, you know, and I'm sure some of the players would, but it's it's nothing that they can say because it's it's such a stern regime down there, and Limerick are phenomenal. You got you got to be talking about five in a row stuff with Limerick, really. Peter Caffrey, are Limerick the All Ireland hurling champions in 2022? Yeah, look, I I think there is a gap, uh, and Limerick uh, aren't near the, the end of their cycle. Uh, I I do believe there's a Two, two or maybe three more All-Irelands in, in that group if they can keep it together. Um, it's going to take a, a, a seismic shock for somebody to come and, and actually knock them off their perch because they, they just seem to have all the answers and they're, they're not finished yet. Uh, it's a pity in a way, but um, uh, you know it does seem fairly predictable that, that Limerick will win the Hurling All-Ireland come this year. And predictions was not something anybody would have made around me than ladies football last year one of the best stories of the year pillar in 2021 yeah. winning the All-Ireland yeah. are, are the dubs going to come back and uh, regain that title? Yeah and look me club the club scene they followed through with it uh, uh, Vicky Wall and and, and uh, Young Dublin they, they're fantastic they bet uh, Castleknock or they bet um, uh, uh, the Dublin champions in the final uh, they were going for seven in a row so, so look that was a shock that nobody's seen coming two, two fantastic games the, the semi-final against Cork and, and obviously Dublin had no answers against them in, in the All-Ireland final uh, however I do believe look, Mick Bahan staying on with the ladies is a big boost for them uh, I, I think they'll be very motivated again uh, and look Cork are, are just a phenomenal in, in the in the ladies football also uh, so so it's it, you know I think need deservedly champions last year and a great story for sport for an underdog to come from intermediate champions and do it the way they did it in style as well. Uh, I, I but I think it'd be hard for them to retain it, uh, and I do think that maybe there'll be one last kick in that dub set up that, that I, I fancy the Dublin ladies to go on. Gary, briefly, the dubs are they going to win the All Ireland again, or are Mead going to retain, or Cork or another uh, team? It's always difficult, I think, to follow up. There's no doubt, and it was kind of a fairy tale story last year with Mead. You know how they how they approached preseason and, and all that sort of stuff. We've seen it with great teams in the past. They continue to keep doing it, but you know Dublin have been there thereabouts, and obviously Corker are also very competitive. You'd love to see Mead, you know, continue on. They had such great uh, success with the with the male players, and it's great to see the women doing that, but. You'd have to fancy Dublin or Cork, I imagine. And Fiona, the football? 
yeah, Cork. I think Cork are gonna are gonna win it this year. They've they haven't um, they haven't been playing the best football. I think over the last couple of years, yeah, they're quite a quality team, but for for Cork standards, they haven't been playing. So I think this is the the year that they will win it. Um, I'm looking forward to. I know a couple of girls, Ashley Hutchins, on the team, and I would imagine they have a big drive behind them this year. And excellent watching me. I mean, the stories that came out afterwards, their drive exactly in that preseason and and how they were so focused and they just seemed to knit together as a team and that that was definitely one of the stories of the year and it was brilliant to watch but but I, I'm not sure if they'll follow it up again this year Coming to the end of the chat here on 53106 you want to get in touch on the panel I think people are forgetting Colleen O'Connor was missing for Mayo best scorer in the country says uh, Chris in Dublin and John as usual you forget we've got a wonderful and competitive League of Ireland Championship beginning in February let's talk about what's happening at home rather than always take it, talking about what's happening in the UK Soccer League says Michael in Dundalk well Michael we've got a football show between 3 and 5 we've got Dan McDonald, Johnny Ward League of Ireland experts we'll get their predictions absolutely between 3 and 5 and hope you'll, hopefully you'll be still listening uh, into that uh, during Football Saturday Damien Delaney also joining us uh, Camogie wise I think it's hard to call Kilkenny, Galway and Cork all in the mix uh, Gary Murphy Kilkenny is there optimism there that they can snatch the title off Galway Yeah I have to go for, for Kilkenny because um, we're not going to do it in, with the men so I, I think you've got to get uh, fly the flag Kilkenny for the women uh, they've been you know obviously there thereabouts they've an amazing history um, and desire year on year and obviously with Galway winning last year uh, Kilkenny will be keen to get back into the mix Fiona who's going to win the camogie yeah maybe a Galway double I think Galway could do it again and Peter yeah I'm going with Cork um, the David Fitzgerald the X Factor uh, going down joining that management group I think he'll bring something to that group and uh, um, you, you might see a bit of a surprise there this year ok time for your supporting surprise of the year Gary Murphy what's going to shock us that you can uh, see in your crystal ball What's going to shock? I think England winning the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you said it with your head. No heart there, but look, fair, fair enough. You know that's that. You know, like it's a it's a strong prediction. Peter and, Caffrey and Rory winning the Masters because no one yes. will happen. I, I I really hope that happens. Would it be so great for the country if Rory won the Masters in the Grand Slam and has that green jacket on his shoulders in the, in the middle of April? It'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Um, Pillar, your surprise. Surprise would be Limerick getting bet and not retaining the honour in Ireland. Is, is that is that your prediction though? <laughs> no, unfortunately, no. But uh, I think that's a surprise that we'd like to see. Yeah, Monaghan is my team that I, for some reason they're in my head in the football that they might do something. Uh, Fiona Hayes, your surprise in the world of sport in twenty twenty two. Um, surprise maybe I think uh, we started off the show with uh, Katie Taylor um, and Serrano I think Katie Taylor will fight Serrano win and maybe retire afterwards maybe okay well Fiona Gary Pillar you've been so great to give us your time over the last hour predicting 2022 we'll keep the tapes we won't erase them and we'll play them back at the end of the year have a great year folks chat soon and appreciate your time and off the ball here cheers John cheers thanks John thanks folks Pillar Caffrey there, Gary Murphy and Fiona Hayes on 2022. You can text us your predictions, 53106. Plenty of football ones to come between three and five. On Football Saturday, Dan McDonnell, Johnny Ward and Damien Delaney joining us then. We're going to talk about the FA Cup with Shane Hannan after this break. Don't go away. The Saturday Panel on Off The Ball.